Hello, Mr. Byron. Nice to have you on the show again. And we really appreciate that you take your time and join us and give us some of your archery and hunting wisdom. Uh, pass it on to our viewers mm. and followers. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Hello, Byron. Yes, thank you Hello. very much. Hello, Peter. <laughs> Hi, Armin. Yeah, he forgets me always. When he sees you, Byron, he forgets Yes, everybody. I forget everything. I don't exist anymore. <laughs> so I simply can go and he would not even realize that I'm not here anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> true. His old That's buddies. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. How is everything in America, Byron? Everything good? All screwed up as usual. Okay, then. <laughs> then. <laughs> Politics, what are you going to do? Yeah, okay. Fine. But family, everything good. So nothing to worry too much. That's fine. Okay, that's family. Family's good. You know, mm -hmm. it's a uh, finally cooled off now. Mm -hmm. uh, not quite so hot. So yeah, uh, looking forward to getting in the woods and chasing animals around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's what I want to to ask you. The hunting season is starting nice. Well, yeah, it started already here with the with bow and arrow. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, started uh, last Friday, as a matter of fact, with the, with the mm -hmm. bow. And I haven't been in the woods yet, other than just looking around, because it has been so hot. It just didn't make much sense. But uh, just uh, yesterday, it cooled down nicely, so I think I'll go out tomorrow. So, so the fridge is still empty. <laughs> well, it's still full from last year. I okay, okay. So you need another fridge then for this year. Byron's is never empty. I know yeah. his fridge is never empty. Never empty. <laughs> he never runs out of <laughs> Oh, great. Cool. Now, really and, nice to have you back in the show. That was really, the response was very, very, very great of this, of our you. first show with you, because you're yeah. with them, you know, when we can suck a little out of your brain, this is, <laughs> that's why you're Happy here. Really appreciate that. Happy to share. As a matter of fact, I've already told Peter, but uh, we're doing uh, Become the Era, the second edition now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Almost ready to go to print. Uh, nice. We added a whole chapter devoted to uh, what's called target panic. Uh, Interesting. And, uh, finally, finally clicked on what it actually is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the same as with uh, other sports. Some sports, they, they say in, in baseball, uh, you choke or okay. you grew up. Mm -hmm. or in, in archery, we call it target panic. And I don't mm -hmm. know why. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I was afraid of the target. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we anyway, we devoted a whole chapter to it, and I feel really good about it. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Great. Is there a release Sounds date good. already? Do not have the release date yet. I was in touch with the publisher okay. two days ago, and he was sending the final uh, to the uh, printer. Okay. Uh, sometime okay. this week. Okay. So. Cool. Uh, for Christmas, yeah. So yeah. Peter, you know what? And, well, you know where I live, and you know Christmas is so so. <laughs> and uh, you do it with Glenn. Yes. Okay. Great, great. Glenn Helgeland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Communications, yeah. I should say. So Peter, you need to do then the German translation again, right? We will see. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we maybe we get in back in business <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it was quite interesting because we have so many german people they still are not really good in english and they would say please can you do a video in german or can you bring the book in germany there is the struggle but they would be very interested so i think it's not the biggest market but a very interested market so that's why i think would be nice well, 
this time too, we're, we're already looking at doing ebook. Okay, yeah. good idea. Makes sense. Huh? It makes sense for for people in Austria and Germany. Yeah. Rather than wait I, li I like I like books, you know. I like copy. I like to have it in my hands. I'm old school, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course, yes, it, it it can be a little less priced than the than the soft cover. So some yeah. some there's yeah. a there's a target group for ebooks. Of I think so. Yeah. A big one. It'll be it'll be less money, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Great. I'm and, not I'm not into that part. It's, that's beyond my pay grade there. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for the greetings, Cody. You met Cody yeah. last time at your show, yeah. and he sent us your regards, and now we shall send his regards to you again. So why don't you talk directly to each other? <laughs> you need a guy in Austria and in Malta to... No, I'm joking. Uh, Cody sends his regards. Yeah. yeah. He, knows, he knows a lot about archer history. Cody, he's a nice uh, collecting old stuff and so yeah. on. I like him. Mm -hmm. He's an interesting person. Uh, he... yep. And uh, Byron, do you also also plan to make uh, a new DVD or kind of video lessons or so, lessons or so? Mm, not at this time. Right now, we're focused on the book, okay. getting it published, and uh, then we'll see what comes next. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And how um, about how about life appearances? Has it started again? The sh the shows hunting. Yes, shows yes. Shows we're, uh, we we did most of the show, the usual shows this year, with mm -hmm. the exception of uh, Michigan was out, and uh, Illinois is out, hmm. and they also we we're going to do one in Monroe, Louisiana, and it was canceled at the last minute. But it's rescheduled. We're doing all those this this spring. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice. So think things going back to normal. Pretty much uh, mm -hmm. as normal as it gets in the states anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Same well, here. Same here. All it takes is these guys are nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 But what can we do? We have to deal with it. Well, that's all thing you can do. And then you know, yeah, um, Byron, you you told me that you put uh, also a chapter of your travels and kind of adventures into the new book. That sounds yeah. That was one of the big requests we had from people was, you know, where have you been? What have you done? So mm -hmm. uh, we we added a lot of that as as much as I can remember. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It would be already material for a complete different book, I guess. Oh, <laughs> your your yeah. whole travels and yeah. shows and stuff. When you get my age, once you sleep, everything just kind of goes away. You start over again the next morning. So. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah, great. So, um, I have prepared some questions. If you would be so kind to answer them as best as you <laughs> like and can. What's um, your shoe size? <laughs> no, I'm joking. That was not the question. If I don't know the answer, I'll make up one. Yeah, yeah. As you as usual. Yeah, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th I thought uh, our viewers would be very interested how you would describe or or or, or uh, work out the the steps of a perfect shot. 
a shot. You know, what is for one shot? What is your idea of when the the shooting process begins? Is it when you go to the to the shooting line or, or how you start and how? Oh, now he froze. And Byron froze too. Hello? You feel it. Oh, now back again. Good. You froze a bit? No, you. I think you, Armin. I froze. Oh, my internet connection is unstable. Yes. Seriously. Okay. Okay. Good. Fine. I'm back. Un unstability is bad for a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, but you see all these running and jumping archers like Lars Anderson. Even <laughs> here, he splits another arrow. So. <laughs> uh, just joking. Yes, the perfect shot or the one. Yeah. Okay, perfect shot. Uh, first, of course, you look for the center of the bullseye, not mm -hmm. the whole bullseye. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't shoot at the whole animal, you pick a spot. Yep. You don't shoot at the whole bullseye, you pick the center of the bullseye to shoot at. Then you visualize the air in flight hitting that spot. Mm -hmm. okay. From that point on, it's a matter of doing what you just imagined in your mind, what you just saw in your mind, mm -hmm. that arrow fly. You pull, anchor, release, shoot that arrow on that same flight, and it hits the center of the bullseye. Mm -hmm. You know where it's going to hit before you release, because you've already seen it do it. Sounds very simple. <laughs> <laughs> Archery is very, very simple to you start analyzing. I think it's yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I always say to my students, uh, when you're at the, I call it the shooting line or the place you start your shot, never look away what you say from the spot and knock the arrow while you're looking on the spot. Don't look at the quiver and the arrow and the bow and, and something, but mm. just stay on the spot. Yeah. So you have longer time to focus, it's in my opinion. It's like I just said, Peter, you concentrate on the center of the bullseye. Yeah. Yeah. Look at anything else. Yeah. Only at the center of the bullseye. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Okay. If you look away, then, or if you even see stuff in peripheral vision, somebody over here yeah. moving around. Mm -hmm. If you notice that, just stop, 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 and start over. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. shouldn't notice anything in peripheral. You should be totally focused on yeah. the spot mm. to give you a, an exercise to do to prove that point to you. Yep. Light a candle at night and all the lights out and you shoot at the candle light. Mm -hmm. yep. So there's no extraneous information coming in from the side. Mm -hmm. You don't see any peripheral, only that spot of light. Yep. And see how good a group you can shoot doing that. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, of course, yeah. Did this once and then with the second arrow I blew the candle out there, but the only arrows nice tight grouping. Of course, you have a center to focus on. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we need to shoot more candles. Yeah. It focused. But but you see the lot with archers, they're looking around yeah. before the shot or even during drawing and so on. That's very crazy. This is it, but this I, I saw it often. They stand and then they start drawing, and in the last moment the eyes they, they flinch yeah. somewhere else and yeah. then look yeah. the target back for some I don't know what reason that is, but many have this. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you simply need to look there. It's eye-hand coordination when you don't look there. Where shall you, you know, where shall the hand know what to do when you don't look this? <laughs> or what I also detected with some students, they are right, like we talk about uh, looking at the spot and so on, 
and at the last moment they look at the arrow point and look at the spot and look at the arrow point and point and they like to 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 estimate uh, mm -hmm. if it's right or not and so and that's i think that's also a horrible thing no, the way we shoot uh, without sights that will not work yeah, yeah. never never will that work i always say they don't trust their senses they don't trust their spot their focus mm -hmm. yep. part of it part of it is uh they don't trust if you're shooting outdoors mm. at an unknown distance. Mm -hmm. You're you're second guess yourself as to mm -hmm. whether you're shooting the correct distance or not. Yeah. Was that 20 yards or was that 25 yards? Mm -hmm. You know that it's the last instant. You said it might have been 25, <laughs> and you should die. That's true. But it's mostly what I experience. These are the females. They have this more this need for control. <laughs> and if you don't look at the arrow, only look at your target, and then I still try. I didn't look. I didn't look at the arrow. I said yes. You, I can see it. You shot the tie over the center, so you were aiming with the arrow. No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, but once they get it, then they, it's fine. But it's, it's. I think it's a control mechanism of the ego mind, and they are not used to it anymore nowadays. They got. They lost a little the sense for this instinctive or intuitive or however you call it. You see, we we are able to make a lot of words out of a simple thing. And Byron says it with three sentences, exactly. which hit the point, the spot. Focus at the center of the of the bullseye of the message. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Nice, yeah. Great, yeah. That goes for whatever you're shooting at. Well, you're shooting at a bullseye only. Target, or you shoot a 3D animal target, or you shoot at a real animal. Yep. It's always the same. You pick a spot yep. and pick yep. the center of the spot. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. I still see this when you your wife throws the aspirin that you see the center of the aspirin. <laughs> the center of an aspirin tablet is exactly the same size as the center of a beach ball. Yeah. That's <laughs> the center is the, the same size. Yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Center is always the same size. Yeah, it makes your life easy. It gets a little pressure off you because the size of the center is always the same, no matter what size the target is. Makes sense. Yep. That's that's wisdom. <laughs> Sounds kind of Japanese, Zen, Zen Buddhistic or some somehow. <laughs> yeah. Another way of saying it is aim small, miss small. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Nice. Great. Yeah. Um, so I don't have your special order of the questions i my second one would be uh what for you is the most important thing with arrows what is what would you look for if you say that's a good arrow that's right a well-made arrow or, or what is important with arrows for you uh everything <laughs> thank you <laughs> there's there's no one thing it overrides another as far as arrow selection. Mm -hmm. One of the most important, of course, is a straight arrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yes. duh, it's got to be straight. Mm -hmm. And then it's got to be uh, of a proper spine weight, of proper stiffness. Mm -hmm. And then it's got to be this arrow has to weigh the same as the next arrow. Yeah. And so it's, it's all what you're looking for is consistency, mm -hmm. particularly, particularly with arrows. Mm -hmm. Arrows can mess you up so bad. Yeah. 
yeah. and that mess with your mind because mm -hmm. yeah. you think when you go buy a dozen or half dozen carbon arrows that they're all going to be straight they're all going to be the same stiffness and they're all going to weigh the same mm. wrong they mm -hmm. will not yeah. not yeah so when when they when you hear people say they shoot the same as wood well they do mm -hmm. you know just like wood you have to spine and weigh every cotton picking one up that's true. Make sure you've got consistent arrows. Even well, if four, even if four hundred spine is written on it when you measure them, they are always like from three fifty <laughs> to four fifty. Yeah, of course. Doesn't there maybe one that's four hundred? <laughs> so <laughs> it's important to to spine them, weigh them, spine them, yeah. and then shoot uh, or bare shaft. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it. When you shoot an arrow. And I've proved this with high-speed photography. The first thing that happens when you shoot, the arrow bends around the riser. Mm -hmm. As it leaves the bow, it bends in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. When you superimpose them together, it does this. You have lines that they cross. Mm -hmm. Those lines are called node points. Mm -hmm. The reason it's important for the viewers to understand this, it makes no difference whatsoever where you aim. 100% mm -hmm. of the time, the arrow will fly to where those node points are aligned. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to have the arrows consistently, mm -hmm. uh, consistent to each other. Yeah. Then you you bear shaft them and get those node points aligned to where they're going straight to the target. Mm -hmm. It's a whole lot easier to hit the bullseye when that's where it naturally wants to go anyway. Yeah, I understand. Makes sense. I heard you switched back to aluminum arrows because of the inconsistency of the carbon arrows. I've got plenty of aluminum on hand. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Byron, I don't know. I'm sure you heard the story from Mr. Howard Hill uh, when he erected a kind of cardboard box and he tested his arrows and the arrow that hit the box he took and then he shot them again and so on. Uh, is it true that they back then had no, no spine testers? Or when, when did the spine testers come up for the wooden arrows? Do you know about that? I'm not sure of. I don't know. Mm. Because uh, that sounds know. like that, no? That sounds like if they yeah. were, were unspined. Yeah. I do know that Mr. Hill had the ability to bend the arrow and decide what spine it was by just mm -hmm. bending it in his hands. Yeah. And yes, he did shoot arrows into the target. And the ones that flew consistently out of the bullseye, <laughs> break them, throw them apart. Okay. Get rid of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's hard to, when you pay a lot of money for arrows mm -hmm. and you work to get them all sorted and fledged and ready to go, it's hard to, to break yeah. it digitally <laughs> throw it away. But that's what he would do. Yeah, well. Are you sure he didn't sell them? <laughs> Maybe he gave him a competition. <laughs> <laughs> nice um yeah i think i don't know is there more to arrows if maybe one could say uh with the spine with the spine you have to think about the weight of the heads points you like to shoot yeah. because this will weaken the the shaft if you use heavy hunting points hunting heads or so yeah. You don't want to get too terrible heavy on the nose with, with the point uh, yep. to fly your know, nose low, mm. unless yep. you have something in particular you're trying to accomplish by doing that. Yep. Uh, 
for one of the impossible shots I did on TV, I had to shoot a, a BB. It's a, a point one seven size yeah. BB for an air rifle mm -hmm. off the top of a golf tee. Okay. Without knocking the golf tee over. <laughs> nice. So the air was flying nose low. Mm -hmm. I put a 190 grain fill point on there so it would fly nose low. <laughs> just picked it right off the, the top of the golf tee. Yeah, yeah, of course. The golf tee still sat there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could I do it again? Probably not. But yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> yeah, of course, but it did it. I got photographic evidence to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. in, in general, and I, I know you do too, I prefer the heavier points over the lighter ones. So simply, simply. My favorite uh, hunting head is the Simmons Interceptor, which yeah. weighs 190 grains. Mm -hmm. It has a concave cutting surface. Mm -hmm. It's just an awesome broadhead. Uh, if, if you hit one through the boiler room with it and he gets out of sight, then you didn't have it sharp enough. Mm -hmm. it, it makes wands like a big bullet. I have seen some photographs of exit wands yeah. of these uh, horrible ones. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be shot with one of them. No, no, no. no. Yeah. What about uh, fletching? What do you prefer or what do you think is important with the fletching? Depends on what you're going to do with that arrow. Uh, fletching can be related to hand loading ammunition for a rifle. Obviously, if you're going to uh, go hunt small game, you don't need a, a, a 270 for small game. Mm -hmm. Versus if you're going to hunt elk, you don't want a 22 to hunt elk with. So you 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 fletch your arrows depending on what you're going to do with that particular arrow. Mm -hmm. and, and the uh, the best guess as to what uh, your environmental conditions are going to be. If you're going to be in wind or rain or, or what. Mm -hmm. Example. Here in the eastern part of the United States, our forests are fairly thick. Mm -hmm. So in this part of the country, we use larger fletching mm -hmm. to clean the air up quickly so mm -hmm. that it limbs and stuff on the way to the, to the target. Mm -hmm. When you get farther out to the west, uh, the forests are very thin to the point where there are no forests. It's just open grassland. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have a lot of wind. So you don't want those large feathers because they're like a a vein when you're to drift. So you put smaller feathers on in that case to mm -hmm. uh, avoid the wind drift. Mm -hmm. so again, it depends on what you're going to do. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also the, the type of material you're putting it on. Carbon arrows can be overcorrected easily. So mm -hmm. you don't want a very large feather on a carbon arrow. Mm -hmm. What do you consider large feathers? Five, six inch? Or what was this for you? Okay. Five and a half magnums. Okay. Uh, or is the height is more the length or more the height important of the feather? Well, the five and a half inch magnums are banana cut. Mm -hmm. uh, the parabolic. Uh, mm -hmm. they're, they're fairly high. I think best I can remember, like five eighths of an inch. Mm -hmm. They're high at the apex. Okay. <clears throat> I think this banana cut is also favorable in wet weather because there's some kind of feather staying if they are wet, no, when it's kind of raining or so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, particularly if you have them on wooden, wooden arrows. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So 
but also you get the powder now that you can put on them to keep them dry. So, mm -hmm. well, and um, you all fletch uh, your arrows helically, or it's also depending for what you use them. What for your? I always fletch uh, as much helical as I can get. Mm -hmm. In my case, left wing. I, I prefer left wing helical, yeah. and really wrap it as much as I can get on there. Mm -hmm. And why left wing instead of right wing? That's like the rifling in a in a barrel. Okay. The faster that bullet spins, the more accurate it'll be. Mm -hmm. Actually, the arrow spins, the more accurate it'll be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, these big feathers and so are also important on stage work because here you have short distance. The arrow has to be straight in a short distance, so you need relatively big fletching. Huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and visibility, I guess, that the audience can see the arrow nice flying because it's still quite a fast object. And with big, white, bright feathers, you see it easier in the flight, I guess. Especially for cameras, because it's when you do filming and then you have some <laughs> small fletching dark, you don't see the arrow anymore at all. When you have them white big, then you see something white going through the frame. So, yeah. in, in some of the old uh, movie clips from Mr. Hill, I saw he had kind of semi flu uh, flu fletch for for the uh, movie mm. works it was kind of lower flu flu mm. cut yeah he had several different uh, uh, fletchings that he used again depending on what he was doing that particular shaft mm. yep mm -hmm. yep okay so some, something more interesting about arrows how many arrows do you are you take are you taking with you when you go out hunting? One. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only need one, right? <laughs> of course. Sorry for the question. <laughs> it depends on which quiver I carry with me. Yeah. If I put all in other quiver will hold. <laughs> Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Normally, I'll have a five, five or six arrows with me when I'm going to go yeah. on. Mm -hmm. I'll have one that's dedicated with what's called a judo point, where just for stump shooting. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, for some some preparation shots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you prefer then the back quiver or you have your bow quiver or what's your preferred way of having No, I don't use a back quiver for, for hunting big game. Okay. It's fine for small game. A big game is just something else they're moving around that will draw mm -hmm. attention to you. I yeah. uh, use, uh, again, a, a Simmons Bushmaster, which is a cylinder. It's like mm -hmm. a rotary magazine. Mm -hmm. Arrows fit inside the cylinder and they rotate. Okay. Right on your side. Nice. <laughs> and it keeps arrows completely enclosed. Mm -hmm. So, again, advantage of that. I, I like to shoot brightly colored fletching, particularly white. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm hunting deer, so I can see where the arrow hits. Mm -hmm. But uh, white in the deer woods is not a good idea, especially mm -hmm. when the season's open. Mm -hmm. Somebody might see that white flickering and decide it's a deer tail and shoot you. <laughs> yes. so, mm -hmm. either, um, either that quiver or when I go out west or up north, uh, where I'm going to be gone all day. See, around here, we hunt in the mornings and we come back and eat lunch and mess around and go back in the afternoons. Mm -hmm. When you go out west or go up north into Canada, it's an all-day deal. You, you leave before daylight, you don't get back till after dark. Mm -hmm. So in that case, I'll carry a uh, uh, what's called a cat quiver. Mm -hmm. It's got 
it's a backpack mm -hmm. holds arrows in it yeah and you pack your lunch and your water and just all kind mm -hmm. of way too much stuff you can get in that thing yep. <laughs> it's heavy <laughs> Mm. But but also the fletching is protected Frame under protected. that yeah. under yeah. the backpack. It's a nice thing. I think I mm -hmm. have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because you said with the white feathers when you're hunting whitetail or so, uh, I always say to my students, use the brightest fletching white or what you can get because also in training and exercising, they are more visible. So your brain can make a kind of program because you see the arrow in flight don't use dark feathers or so you can't see after the shot right. <clears throat> well what happens too a lot of times when they use the duller type of colors from a fletching they will drop the bow looking for the arrow mm -hmm. trying to see the arrow fly mm -hmm. and that's of course i tell them you know all you're going to see is a bad shot so don't bother doing that mm. you gotta hold the bow still till the arrow hits the target Mm -hmm. and white fletching or brightly colored fletching you can still see the arrow peripheral vision even though you're you're yeah. locked onto the target you see the arrow going to the target yeah, yeah. and you see the ballistics the arc of the arrow so that your brain can check yes. it yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah it matches what you visioned yeah yeah uh back then i i think in the 90s or so and, and earlier they had this kind of feather traces and on the back end of the fletching, no, it was also for visibility. No, still do. Yeah, they still make them. Gateway, yep. you can go some gateway feathers. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Nice. Good. Arrows. Arrows. Um, one thing a lot of people are talking about is the bow hand position, the hand position on the bow grip. Some say make it like that or make it like that. Like that. What's your opinion about that, Byron? You have to be repeatable. <laughs> yeah. The same yeah. way. I mean, I don't care if you if you like a broomstick handle. That's fine on me. Mm. You know, as, long as, as long as you can repeat it. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I tend to shoot with my hand a little bit, not straight, but a little bit like this. Mm -hmm. And so I form my grips to wrap around the bow. Where when I put my hand on the bow, I don't have to think about it. Just to mm -hmm. position his hand. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. Maybe I'd say not a too tight grip, in my opinion. No, that's a that's that's a fallacy that a lot of people come up with because of a statement that Mr. Hill made. Yeah. And they misunderstood. When someone asked him how tightly to hold the bow or how to hold the bow, he said the bow should be held as if in a vice. Mm -hmm. They took that to mean you should get a death grip. On mm -hmm. the bow. Yeah. That was not at all what he was talking. He was talking about the motion being held on the target as if in a vice. A firm grip, but not tight. It's like, like, um, yeah. correct. I did not give him jumping out of your hand. Mm -hmm. If you get too tight, you're going to have elbow problems. Yeah. Squeeze mm -hmm. it, it too much, mm -hmm. it's going to start creating what mm -hmm. we, we call tennis elbow. Mm -hmm. It hurts mm -hmm. like the devil. I'm telling you, I've done it before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I also think uh, that people, they are telling about hand shock with a long bow. So I think they all had a, have a too tight grip and a too, too locked arm, or I don't know. Yeah, too tight of a grip. And like you said, with well, the arm extended all the way, yeah. uh, don't extend all the way out just before yeah. full extension stop. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe raising the shoulder like that, and and that all causes that that uh, bow shock, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't you have any questions? Yeah, for me, it would be interesting. What are your favorite features, or what does a bow for you need to have to be your favorite bow? Because we have always discussions. This is the best, or this is what was was the best bow for you. Now you're, now you're breaking my heart. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've got to admit. Seriously? I built, I had the magic bow. You, you, of course you have. This bow was so sweet. Mm-hmm. And I'm being honest with you now. I shot the bow probably 25 times. Okay. Tuning, getting ready for hunting. Mm-hmm. All, shot, all the shots were in the bullseye. It never got out of the bullseye. Mm-hmm. What, what the distance and then a guy came and bought my bow oh. the bow Jesus Christ so now I got to build another one yeah, of course yeah. wow. <laughs> I can't remember why, what I did <laughs> but it was one of them <laughs> it was one, one, one of a kind <laughs> and one of them both <laughs> yeah. uh, the bow should be a relatively wide limb. If you make it a real narrow limb, they get a little finicky. Don't mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So relatively wide, usually uh, about a, a one and uh, a quarter inch wide at the base, mm-hmm. down to about a half inch at the string groove. Mm-hmm. And then I will taper the th- core thickness three thousandths per inch. I do that by having one of the, the, the belly lamination tapers two thousandths per inch the back lamination tapers one thousandths per inch okay mm-hmm. and then i'll have the filler lamination will just be parallels mm, uh, the the riser section is in the center of the bow mm-hmm. the shaft will be two and one quarter inches above center mm-hmm. other than that i mean it's just a matter of then of the tiller yeah tilling the bow mm-hmm. uh, and i've been playing uh, a lot lately with different tillers uh, it seems to be uh, either a, like I used to tell everything a quarter of an inch for me shooting split fingers. Mm-hmm. And then I started shooting lately with a one eighth tiller. And that seemed mm-hmm. to lower the, to lessen that gap you see between the arrow and the target mm-hmm. seemed to be less. Yep. So I actually made one with a, uh, a positive tiller. So mm-hmm. the, the top limb being stronger than the bottom limb. Okay. Shot fine, but I couldn't tell that much difference in the gap. So. Mm-hmm. Seem to be about the same, but for me, about 15 inches and mm-hmm. uh, you know, 20 yards. So, but I'm always looking for a way to lessen that gap. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. And uh, what is your preferred uh, mat- limb material? Bamboo. Bamboo. Mine too. <laughs> it's heat tempered bamboo. You can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's so light and so springy. You know, it's it's a good mm-hmm. good material. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mr. Hill found out. <laughs> we we talked in the past about it, and um, I don't know if what you what's your opinion about. I think uh, Mr. Hill came to that ideas uh, because of that uh, bamboo fly rod makers. They did a lot of 
tempering the bamboo and making it very springy. And so I, I think he had an eye on the fly rod makers, no? I'm sure he did. Most of the, I know Fred Bear loved to fly fish. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm sure Mr. Hill probably did also. So they were, mm -hmm. you know, that limb tip action, how far that limb tip lays back and the cast. <laughs> It's very yeah. similar to what we're doing with 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 bows. Yeah. We have to lay back more, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's again uh, why I taper the limbs three thousand per inch for more limb tip action. Mm -hmm. Get them laid back farther, but yet I've still got the weight and the cast that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm. And handle you prefer heavy wood in the handle, or is this yes heavy wood in the as hand. heavy as possible? Which wood you prefer there? Uh, most of the bows I've made in the past couple of years have had the Wingate. It's mm -hmm. called it's spelled Wingate. W G N G E, but pronounced mm -hmm. Wingate. Wingate, yeah. Oh, Wingate, okay. Mm -hmm. Dark and heavy, it's a quite dense wood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's almost yeah. a yeah. Mm -hmm. The kind of, of ebony, I think, no? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Some people call it Brazilian ebony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And and fast flat string, right? Or normal string? What what string material? Yeah. Uh, I use uh, uh, BCY product. It's uh, the ninety seven. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess we have ninety seven. Mm -hmm. It is the original fast flight. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Okay. Fast flight came out in Brownell, and they changed it and. Started doing different stuff and called it Fast Flight Plus, mm -hmm. but the uh, the '97 from BCY was the original. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. What? Um. Uh. We had a, a little about this before about this uh, from this question because I asked you how many arrows do you carry when you're hunting. <laughs> uh, for our viewers, what is your your everyday, every hunting day carry kit. What are you carrying with you except the arrows and the bow when you're out bow hunting? What kind of tools or stuff do you carry with you? Uh, I carry a backpack. In my backpack, I have binoculars, range finder, a wood saw, uh, pruning shears, and then uh, something to eat and drink. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually like a protein bar and a, and a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much my standard. Oh, a skinny knife. Mm -hmm. And of course a flashlight. Cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and do you carry a file for resharpening the broadheads? No, I carry enough broadheads. I don't have to resharpen in the field. I'll just get another one. Okay. <laughs> Unless we're pig hunting. Now, if we're pig hunting, yes. Mm -hmm. Pig hunting is like small game hunting. You're going to shoot so many arrows, you'll have to have to resharpen some. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. Right. And some first, kind of first, first aid kit or something? I was just asking. First aid kit, something? Nothing? Some, some bandage or something? Well, it depends. Uh, when I'm deer hunting around here, I'm not that far from a doctor. No matter mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But, 15 minutes, I can be in a, in a hospital. Mm -hmm. I'm out west or up north in Canada, and yes, we carry uh, a, a little first aid kit, you know, mm -hmm. 
some aspirin and some uh, elastic bandage mm -hmm. and band-aids mm -hmm. and that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing really major. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tough guys. Interesting. Don't need this stuff. <laughs> I do carry uh, a snake bite kit. Yeah. Uh -huh. Interesting. Have you have you ever needed to use it? No. <laughs> no. Fortunately. <laughs> no, thank good. Thank goodness. But uh, we have uh, uh, large rattlesnakes, and also have one called the Copperhead. Mm -hmm. Copperhead's a mean little devil. He's he's not very big, but he's ferocious. Mm -hmm. He will bite you just for the fun of it. <laughs> I think I saw it in the past in that catalogs so they had kind of snake proof trousers and so on in some areas snake bite proof boots. yeah and snake boots yeah. yeah I wear the snake boots they're knee high mm -hmm. snake proof boots but mm -hmm. uh, you know you sit on a log or put your hand down or something and get bit so yeah, yeah. well another and, uh, reason why I'm waiting for the weather to cool off before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and do you also carry a kind of mascot or talisman or something, you know, the kind of good medicine for the hunt like the old Indians did? Uh, no. He's had no. your head. <laughs> no. I, I send my bow down to uh, New Orleans to have one of the voodoo queens put mojo on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A voodoo bow. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, no, but 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 your hat is your your mascot, so to say. <laughs> that was for, <laughs> for Peter's enjoyment. <laughs> voodoo bow. I'm quite through with with my questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, I, I was only wanted to know about the bow. But what's for you the the, the most important features of the bow because it's always my my viewers always are into bow and bow building and you know they said they're always curious about these things the bow and arrows has to work together exactly uh, so again the thing that makes archery work and what separates a a good archer from a great archer is consistency mm -hmm. yep. the more consistent you are in every aspect Mm -hmm. of your equipment and your form mm -hmm. the better you're going to shoot yeah. Yeah. it's just that simple mm -hmm. yeah. and and of course it's also the basics of confidence because if you're confident you that your equipment is perfect mm -hmm. there's no bad arrow in your quiver and so on you are confident and you walk to your you have to, you have to have all that business yeah yeah. That, that is, we talked when we first started talking about the new book and the chapter on target panic. Mm -hmm. I came to realize that all target panic really is, is the lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. You were a good shooter at one time, and then you lost your confidence. Something happened mm -hmm. because you to lose it. So in order to get over it, you've got to regain your confidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and when it happens, you don't realize the point when you lose it. Mm. That's correct. You don't know what, what's you happening. Don't know. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You realize when the target panic catches you and you know something is wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Well, and I found after a lot of 
a lot of thinking, a lot of talking to other people. I came to realize and all it is is just loss of confidence. Mm-hmm. Get your confidence back, target panic goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Byron, so you should sell a kind of small bottle of kind of snake oil with the with the target panic cure with the book, no? Yeah. <laughs> we could call it TP. TP TP oil. Don't say it twice. Maybe he has an idea. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And and what what caused your? How did you lose your confidence? Because you said in the last show that you had experienced target panic. So what was it then exactly with you? It was a little different in that. Okay. I was getting lucky. Mm-hmm. I was shooting and not really putting forth a lot of effort in it. Mm-hmm. I just I'd call it just flipping, you know, to shoot, and it hit the target. Mm-hmm. And then I did that, and I didn't hit the target. So, oh my God, what are we going to do now? You know? Okay. <laughs> so uh-huh. that was what happened to me. It was a, it was a gradual thing. I just got sloppier and sloppier and mm-hmm. sloppier yeah. in my uh, and still hitting, sloppier mm-hmm. and still hitting but and still hitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then it got to the point I got so bad I couldn't hit anymore. So <laughs> Okay. And, and then you found out target panic really exists. <laughs> nice. And he was double shocked because it happened to him. He never thought that it would happen to him. It happens okay. only to target, to crazy target archers, yeah, <laughs> not to me. <laughs> yeah, we always thought it's an Olympic archer thing that they overtrain themselves and then they stand in front and they really have no idea what they're doing anymore. But it can happen to us too. Oh, it can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody that cares about yeah, the shooting. Exactly. If you don't care about it, mm, then you will never have target panic. It won't happen to you. But if you care, that mm-hmm. the more you care, the more likely you are at some point in your career to develop target panic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. I have to confess back then, before you told me that story, Byron, when someone said something about target panic, I said, listen, if you don't know about target panic, you can't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's but... not, again, it's not target panic because I'm, you know, targets don't panic me. I'm not afraid of a target. Mm. I can lay down and go sleep right next to a target. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me at all. Mm. Uh, I used to say it was fear of missing, and that really wasn't it either. Yeah, you, you don't mm-hmm. feel secure in the show yeah. during the shot. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lost your confidence. That's all it is. So you gotta get your confidence back. Yeah, fear, fear of missing. When the when the doesn't change, then it can only be the fear of missing, of course. When you still shoot the same equipment, there's nothing changing. So then it's only you, and then it can only be the fear of missing. Yeah? Lack of confidence then. Well. Yeah. And yeah, as long as you care, you can experience it. So the a good archer should or is more prone to experience target panic. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> now, now Byron says, now Byron says, if someone's talking about target painting, oh, you don't care about archery if you don't believe it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just wondering because Peter never had target painting, so. Well, hell, Peter can shoot good anyway, so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. 
Byron, you remember when when we shot with Henry Botnick, yes. and and they draw you out of the airplane and draw you in the woods and so on, and it was quite not so easy. And Byron walked by and was really angry. And I said, Byron, you know, there's different air pressure over there in the United States than in Germany. And he said, air pressure. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so these uh, these uh, heavy hunter shafts are not available any longer. Don't know. I haven't had any contact with the bear paw in a while now. Mm -hmm. uh, I, Three Rivers Archer here in the state still has them listed in their book uh, in mm -hmm. their catalog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They may have bought up what they had left. I don't. I don't know anything about it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm out of the loop. You know, yeah, there, I, there are a lot of changes with Bear Pro. I mean, I was a, a while there reseller here in Malta, but I'm not anymore. They, 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 when Henry left the active business, and then I don't know, some youngsters took over, and I don't know, things change. Yeah, that's uh, I think some of the uh, some of his uh, stepchildren, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're nice guys. I met them at the ATA show. Sure. Real nice guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish them all the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always. You know, I made me a set of arrows. Uh, I love to shoot wooden arrows, see the arrows, and so. But as you said, I made me a kind a set of arrows of the Eastern Legacy you also are using. And they really shot well. Those are really good arrows. And yeah. what I like. I like with that shaft is you can put on the glue on knocks you can use with the 1132s uh, wooden shaft. So I can use that old mercury knocks and some that stuff I like to to use with mm -hmm. the big index and so on. These are yeah. good shafts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I need to test the aluminum arrows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, that that, that Netherlands guy, Magen, I influenced mm -hmm. with it. He made him a set of, of these Eastern Legacy arrows. He said, mm -hmm. Oh, wow, great. They fly great. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a different production than an, an, an carbon arrow. So they're mm -hmm. more similar. They're more unique. No, no yeah. more. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're with carbons. And they're always the same, shaft to shaft. Yeah. And they make them since the. 40s, 1940s mm. or so, I mm. think so. No? Yeah, a long time. Mm. Yeah. So they know about arrow shifting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think since China took over in, in carbon arrow production, uh, quality was yeah. is, is still losing a little. So you get, I don't know. They splinter easy, they break easy, or sometimes they have a slightly crack and you don't see it and you shoot it and the arrow explodes in your face. It's like really horror stories, you know, with aluminum, an aluminum arrow will bend. Yeah, okay, then most probably you can throw it away, but at least you don't harm yourself with it. So and you don't have that fibers and so on. Yeah, yeah. I had I had once this experience that a carbon arrow exploded while I shot and the fibers went through my finger. It was not so nice when you see the other carbon strands coming out like, yeah, nice. And the, uh, the aluminum shafts are also easier to cut with, a, you know, with the tube cutter. It's yeah. no problem with the, with the uh, carbon arrows. You need a 
a high speed kind of saw yeah. to cut them really nice mm. and so on. Yeah, so but they are they overall a bit heavier, right? More like compared to wood arrows, aluminum arrows. Mm. What I like because at our range we had these snake bows with twenty two pounds, twenty six pounds. And of course, when you have then a nice 29-inch, 600-spine carbon shaft or 800-spine carbon shaft, these they, they fly nice and fast from a from a weak bow. I'm not sure if an aluminum shaft is. I, th I think I think you would find the right shaft also for this light bow. Need, no? need to get more into this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Because okay. they they make target target uh, shafts also, so they should have a, a weak spine. No, Baron, I think so. Yeah, they make them. Uh, I think this the lightest one I've seen like a thousand mm -hmm. carbon, and then on the aluminum you get those little bitty. We call them knitting knitting needles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> flying strict needles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I nice. just got some from. I don't have them here from America. Some some of these thin carbon arrows. They they are nice, but I don't like them. This is for me. It's not an arrow. <laughs> I can't. I would give them to my mom here, <laughs> needle me a, a jumper or something, but weird. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And I shot them, I did, I was it today or yesterday, I shot them and did a slow motion. And I had these, they are 34 inches long. I shot them, of course, from a horsebow and they were quite heavy outserts on it. And then the tip on it, so that the front part was quite heavy. And in a slow motion, you could really see what this arrow, it was a 600 spine compared to another 600 spine with normal, is, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, when you maximize things straight for performance, I, I'm not sure if this is the right way. Yeah, it's amazing when you watch archery tackle actually being shot. It's a yeah. wonder it stays together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bow's flopping everywhere and the arrow's bending this way. Yeah, it's weird. It's amazing that you hit something with with that yeah, but, stuff. <laughs> but but they flex, but they still I still hit the center with it. But this when when you see the arrow flying, then in slow motion, you think, holy god, it's like drunk, but <clears throat> it still hit the center. Kind more or less. Not the center of the center, but the center. There was a it was an Austrian guy who made a, a, a clip on YouTube, you know, with Heinz, with Heinz Hoffmann, you know him, Byron, was who was with me in, in Germany, uh, with the high speed cam, and he made it with wooden arrows, and you wouldn't believe how they are bent around the bow like a snake. You they and they don't broke. He did it the spine softer and softer and softer until it, it was on the on the border to break on the point mm -hmm. they will break but yeah. it was unbelievable mm -hmm. like a loop around the bow and then they fly mm -hmm. away mm -hmm. interesting interesting uh one more question i have byron do you ever had or never had the idea to 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 try a recurve bow for for your work or for bow hunting i started out in my younger days i shot recurve bows Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the difference is uh, for for hunting. I was what what we called average at the time. For every five opportunities, I would get one deer. Mm -hmm. uh, for the longbow, for every five opportunities, I get five deer. Okay, that's the difference. Hmm. So mm -hmm. longbows are just more forgiving. They're just easier to shoot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and and uh, as you wrote in your great uh, become the arrow book you can't torque the long bow like a recurve bow a recurve bow you can twist so the the spring will uh the the, the, the string will spring off out of the notches no right yeah mm -hmm. And there's more energy to the arrow, in my opinion, because there's nothing wobbling like with a recurve bow, not less vibrations and so on. So more energies on the arrow than and and too, it's it's like you know, there's the difference between a bench rest rifle or a hunting rifle. Mm -hmm. I would relate a, a recurve with, with the long stabilizers and the sights and everything like an Olympic recurve mm -hmm. to be a bench rest rifle. You know, something that you could actually drive tacks with. Yeah, but I don't want to hunt with the thing. I want to hunt with the mm. longbow or maker or hunting gear. Yep. And all these compound things never occurred to you that you think you need to shoot that compound when you go hunting? I tried to kill a deer with a with a compound bow yeah. for eight years and I missed everyone I ever shot at. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I wanted more challenge, I'd shoot a compound. <laughs> Of course, it's easier, right? <laughs> That's why they developed them. Of course, it was the bow. No. <laughs> yeah, this, in this case, it was the bow, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a different feeling. It's, I think it's, I mean, I have this, this old one, this brown bear. With, with this one, I started archery 40 years ago. So that was my first bow I got in my hands. And this guy said, yeah, this is target the approach you have some arrows and I started shooting like an idiot and I didn't know better <laughs> but once I got rid of this one I never had a compound anymore and you know when you're out hunting with a long bow or doing some things with a long bow you always have Mr. Howard Hill watching over your shoulder and say you you do it nice boy you do it nice <laughs> it's a kind of different feeling no to me yes and, and when you shoot the way we shoot this this projection that you're looking for when you, you're projecting through the shaft to the target that's part of you that's you're projecting yourself mm -hmm. to the target yeah, yeah. so it's that's that's a, mm. or personal was, like shooting us a compound yeah yeah mm -hmm. nice more personal nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great. So awesome. we're we're unhappy because you can't ask us anything because you know more than we know. Um, <laughs> he knows everything and we just like <laughs> suck up his knowledge like a sponge. <laughs> it's like on one of the videos I did mm -hmm. called Tuning for Extreme Accuracy. Mm -hmm. And it was very well accepted and then we did good with it. And then this one guy gets on the computer and he's oh, no, no, just terrible, terrible. I didn't learn a thing on that guy. I knew all of that stuff already. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know you're lying because I just made half that stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's Byron Ferguson there. Mm -hmm. The legend. Is there anything new with television, cable networks or something like shooting? Uh, no, uh, the outdoor television business is pretty much a, a dying breed right now. Mm -hmm. So everybody's going after the same companies to be sponsors, and, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. just it's just not going to work. Uh, mm -hmm. So don't know. I mean, uh, 
Jim Scouting and the uh, Shooting USA crew is still going strong. They're doing good. Uh, other than that, I couldn't tell you. I don't know anything about the rest of them. Uh, last month, one uh, German television station, they like to, they want to make a new show and they sent me a clip of a guy. He has three targets and he shots at one targets like this, this crossbow guy and, and there's, there are compound bows fixed at the target. They shoot at each other target and the last arrow he, he catches from the air. Mm. But if I can do something like that, but I don't like to do something like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... Uh... And you know, you should you should develop a kind of trick, a kind of show element, and and they don't like to, they don't like to pay you for this. They, uh, they like to you come over and okay, you make this, you develop the trick and make it. <laughs> they don't like to pay you a lot. They, yeah, no, that's you know, like I was, I'm I'm at the age now that uh, I don't have to do it anymore. Mm. <laughs> I can pick and choose. Yeah. And uh, it's like, uh, I'm not going to Russia. I'm not going to China. I ain't going to Mexico either. You know, <laughs> some places I'm not going. Yeah. And for no amount of money. You know, mm -hmm. I don't do it. Yeah. And the same thing here in the States. There's some, some cities here in the States that have asked me to come and do shows. And I said, well, for that, I'd have to have this much money. Ooh, we can't pay that. I said, well, thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Which cities? Uh, tell us. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's like, I'm not, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like this. I had this too once. I, a TV, uh, they, they called me. They saw Lars Anderson shooting this arrow around the corner. And then they asked me if I can do this. And then they can invite me in the show and blah, blah, blah. And said, yes, of course I can do it. And then, yeah, can you show us footage of it? Of course, you have then on the front of the arrow, extra feathers that the, the, the arrow has this aerodynamic, otherwise it's not going to work, but an arrow makes 180 degree turn. And then it was always, yeah, this year it has to be canceled. We didn't manage and then next year and then nothing ever happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So look, but simply repeating what another one did, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. little boring, you know? Yeah. And they always, it's not enough if you hit the target or something fancy, but they always like the extreme and more extreme and more extreme. And so... Because they want to see you fail. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that, so, they... That's easy. That's easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Byron, have you, have you ever seen that young guy, that uh, James Jean from Georgia, making these trick shots on the ranch? On, on the computer. Pardon? I've seen him on the computer, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing, no? <laughs> amazing guy. What he's doing is amazing if he's you know on the computer. Yeah. I mean it's 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 like with uh, with Mr. Anderson. Do it yeah. live. Yeah, do it on yeah. show yeah. and thousand people watch you. Yeah. Oh, so you can do it live. Yeah, yeah. If you but, can't make yourself look good with a video camera, then you're not very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, he's an honest guy. We had him on the show mm -hmm. and he said He's trying a lot. He, every shot he has to try a lot, of course. And that's what you say. It's a different, and it's always what I'm always saying. It's a different thing to make it somewhere on stage yeah. or in front of a 
camera in your backyard. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, then, and then you only show the good shots, you know, you only show when you really hit of the Of course, thing. of course. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, is it's a, it's a little different ball game when you, uh, well, like my last uh, exhibition was in uh, Michigan up uh, about 100 miles north of Detroit, Emily City. And on Saturday, we probably had 12 or 1500 people mm -hmm. in the audience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you feel the pressure then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a hundred shots to get this done. You got to do it and do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't have to hit the first time, mm -hmm. but you better hit within two or three shots. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's hundred percent true. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I never had that big audience, but I had maybe hundred fifty people. But then you feel it when they all look at you and you explain, and you you feel the difference. Of course, when you stand alone with your camera nobody cares and you have as many tries as you need and you whatever it's no problem and then you show simply your success fine but when you stand there and you're really the first shot needs to hit otherwise they think you what what instructor are you you know you can't even hit the center <laughs> and and we talked about what was this james Jean also is, he's a nice movie maker he makes good cuts good perspectives yeah. and good pictures and so so mm -hmm. he, he makes a good job i like to say, yeah. But he needs to go on stage. But we, yeah. you, you yeah. forced him already. He said in his hometown, there is yes. really some city hall and you can organize something. Yeah, yeah. We talked him into going on stage. You don't start with <laughs> 1,000 people audience. You start with 20 or whatever with your friends that you get used to it. How did how did you, were your first show? You remember your first show, Byron? Yeah. First show was at Lakes Archery, about three miles from where I'm, where mm -hmm. I'm sitting right now. Mm -hmm. There might have been 50 people there at the most, probably <laughs> not that many. Yeah. And how was it? Stage fright? You were nervous or how was it? Well, I knew all of them. Yeah. It was a, yeah, of course. a local country still. shot. I knew all these guys. I shot with them and we just, you know, just okay. hanging out playing. Nice. So it wasn't, wasn't any pressure. Not a big deal. I just wore a show. I just shot some arrows. And that was mm -hmm. about it. The big finale was shooting a, a uh, Mm. 25 cent piece out of the air which okay was a cool shot but like nothing look at him like like nothing 20 percent piece out of the air there's nothing <laughs> be like i don't even see it you know like how can i hit it when i don't see it but this i i always quote you byron with when somebody has a problem or hitting see it. byron ferguson always said what you can see you can hit you see the center there yes then you can hit it <laughs> because byron said so <laughs> No, so it's not me. I, I play more with you, but <laughs> that's why you're you probably sometimes ringing because yeah. I laughed at guys in uh, Brazil. I did a show down in Brazil a few years ago, and they had a big poster said Byron Ferguson. If he can see it, he can hit it. Mm -hmm. You know, dot dot dot, and he has really good eyes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I gave the hint because you said you shot in front of people you know. Mm -hmm. I gave the hint to that James Jean guy and said, try it with your friends first. Yeah. So you're more secure when you're on yeah. performing. Yeah. yeah, but even on camera, he could explain something. He doesn't say anything. He does it for Instagram, these 10 seconds things. Yes, you, know, and then, you know, part of this archery is that entertaining that you tell the story or something, you say something, what you're doing. He's producing nice pictures, and that's yeah. what he likes to do, yeah. and that's okay. Right. And it's fine for him like this. It's fine, yeah. of course. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all in, in what 
what the audience will allow you to do. Uh, mm. I'm thinking of a, a show I did now a couple of years ago, and they've uh, a gun shooter was going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited, man. I want to watch this. He's doing all these cool shots with a rifle. The guy showed up. He didn't have a rifle. Hmm. He had a video of him shooting a rifle that he put on and showed people some of the shots. Mm -hmm. He talked about it and told them how good he was, and then he left. <laughs> nice. Yeah, great. <laughs> if this works too, I can do that. Hey, I can do that. That's what I'm going to start doing, Peter. I'm just going to plug in a video tape and show them. This is what I did, you know, what I did. I'm good, man. I mean, I'll see you later. <laughs> Give me the money and now go. Yeah, nice. No, no bad. It's like what I did in China. If you have done it once, you don't have to shoot anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. uh, this James Ching guy, he's more uh, into that Instagram and that modern stuff. We mm -hmm. are kind of old school. Uh, we... Yeah. And, and it's a different thing. It's a different thing, in my mm. opinion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his, his stage are the social media. So on there, he gets his views. Yeah. So it's yeah. fine for him. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's better that he don't talk because some are talking too much <laughs> in their videos. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> <Can> be. <clears throat> yeah, well. Okay. Great. Byron. You want to tell us something, Byron? Some joke of the week or something? No. Time for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, time for lunch. Yeah, of course. What do you have for lunch? You ain't gonna believe it. I have venison. venison oh. <laughs> you bet. You bet. <laughs> and Wanda is a nice. Wanda is a nice chef. A nice cook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm yep. looking over here now. She got it on the table. I have uh, mm -hmm. venison. I have a nice salad with some blue cheese dressing. Mm. Oh, and, then, and it smells. So we have to leave. <laughs> and now I'm hungry too. Eh? <laughs> so, nice. Byron, so say all the best greets also to Wanda and to the family. And, and it was so nice to have you on. And Good to see you guys. Yeah. And maybe, see you in touch. Thank yeah. you for sharing yeah. your wisdom yeah. again with us. Thank you very much, Byron. Really always pleasure. Thank you, sir. Part. Thank you very much. See you next time, Byron. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Guys. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, Byron.